is the 3rd of May, 2021. So we've come to cultivate and develop our minds because we have this goal in our life and to develop. And, uh, so when we see that, when we come to know, come to experience the various things in the world, these Ramanas, then we should contemplate them. We should think about what they're like. And uh, when we come into contact uh, with a feeling, and we give importance to that feeling, and there are views that arise about it. So, for instance, if we experience a flavor, we taste a flavor of a food or a fruit that we really like, and then we have a view about that, uh, that this uh, flavor is a form of happiness for me. And then we want to get more and more of that certain flavor. And so every country has fruit that they consider to be delicious. In Thailand, it's uh, mangoes, for instance, or mangosteen durians. Overseas, maybe apples or pears. When we taste those flavors, then there's this feeling and an importance that the heart gives to that feeling. And it separates those different flavors out. We have views about them, we have thoughts about them, and then we often believe these views, but we shouldn't become uh, too engrossed in them, we shouldn't believe them too much. Because if we cling to these views, then they'll cause us a lot of difficulty. And so like uh, when we get the things that uh, we want, and so then the heart just wants to experience even more and more of those things. Or perhaps we have the view that we shouldn't get the things that we don't like at all, and that's another kind of view, that we won't, don't want to be something, we don't want to have something, another kind of view that the heart might hold. And these uh, two views, that of just wanting to get, or thinking that we should get what we want and we shouldn't get the things that we don't want, um, these are very deep within the mind. And so we come to study uh, these things. Because we often get the feeling that if we get what we want, then that will be able to solve the suffering in our hearts. And we see that uh, people who don't have enough of the basic necessities of life, that they go through a lot of difficulty, a lot of suffering. But we also see that when people get that, it's not enough. They just want to get more and more of these things, and it's never enough. And, uh, so these views are what give importance uh, to these things in our lives. So the importance that people place in money, for example. And they go through so much effort to study, to work, in order to get as much money as they can. And so they do this, they put in a lot of effort, but in the end, they end up using that money that they uh, struggle to gain in order to try and cure the illnesses that are there within the body. 
or the pain in the body. And uh, so really they don't know what's actually going on. There isn't much intelligence there. But if we have a sense of enoughness, then we'll also have time. And time to develop our minds, time to train our minds. So this training of the mind is something that brings great benefit to us. Because what's really important in our lives is that we build up goodness. And this goodness that we build up, um, it's able to go with us beyond death. In some religions, or many religions, um, they teach that when we die, if we've been good in this life, and when we die, we'll go to stay with God forever. This is a certain kind of view. That the mind will go and become one with a kind of a universal being, and there won't be any suffering there. But there is still a sense of self there. There is still a sense, a self, this me, which is together with God. So these are the views that some people hold. And this was the case in the time of the Buddha, that people held these views, and it's true now as well. But the Buddha taught in a very deep and refined way. He said that we should really look at these things, study them well and see that truly there's no me there at all. And so like rupa or form, uh, we see that it doesn't have a me in it. It's just emptiness. It's buddha. It has this buddha nature within it. And so we see that this nature of awakening is there within all things. That everything in this world has the nature of awakening present within it. And everything in the world is empty. And so you see that in form there is emptiness. And that's just how things are by their nature. And there is emptiness there within form. And the emptiness within form is that these things are conventions. But if we see it in terms of liberation, then we see the emptiness. Uh, so within form, there is not self, and within not self, there is form. And the form is there through conventions. Uh, but if we see in its, kind of its true nature, we'll see the not self of it. And so the Buddha taught us to abandon these things so that we don't suffer. And perhaps we are able uh, to gain what we want. Um, Or perhaps we don't get so much of what we want. Uh, But if we're not clinging to it, uh, then we won't suffer much over it. And so people really um, expend a lot of energy to try and find the things that they do want. Uh, Such as students. Uh, They're kind of struggling, they're unsettled because of their studies. And um, if there's a lot of that kind of discontent or impatience with study, then there'll be a lot of suffering there as well. But we should have mindfulness when we're studying to know a sense of enoughness so that we don't suffer too much. Whether we reach our goals or we don't, 
then there won't be too much suffering in our hearts. Because we have this mindfulness, we're not just struggling, we're not just unsettled, but there's peace as we're studying. And so the practice is the same. That all people who want who practice want to see the Dhamma. But if we do that through this struggling, through this impatience, being unsettled, then from the very start we'll just feel chaos. But the whole point of seeing the Dhamma, or when we see the Dhamma, that's for um, relieving us of this unsettledness, this impatience. So as we practice, we do so with a sense of letting go. We don't cling to the practice. As we carry on practicing, we let go as we carry on. So perhaps we'll feel peace sometimes, and perhaps we won't at other times, but we just know that. When we get results from the practice, then we accept that, and we put in more effort, we carry on, we put in our efforts anew. We contemplate so that wisdom arises. And so we see that so the wealth that we gain, there's both this inner wealth and external wealth. The external wealth, we use that to carry on with our lives, to keep our lives going. And then when we've got enough to do that, then we can share it in order to build up goodness, to raise or create merit and skillful deeds. So initially this is a material form of wealth. But when we use that to create goodness, then it turns into kind of a mental phenomena, a non-material phenomena. So it's able to do that, and that's what intelligent people do. Uh, They change this energy from a very coarse energy to a subtle energy, one which abides within the heart. So we see that if we have to travel a long distance from one location to another location, and we take something with us that's really large, that we won't be able to carry it the whole distance. So what we need to do is compress that thing, make it into something more subtle, smaller. We change it into a form of energy. But energy, it's able to go both ways. So this material can be converted into energy, and then energy can go back into a material. And so the sacrifices that we do, how we're generous with our wealth, this can change into a non-material phenomenon. But it's also possible for that to change back into materials. And so people who have wisdom, who have intelligence, um, then they will proceed in this way, uh, using their wealth to create goodness. And so we also need wisdom in order to take care of our wealth, both the external wealth and also to develop this inner wealth, this noble wealth. And so we know that there's generosity, and uh, this is a form of wealth. And we also have firmly established faith. You know, we really help to support the Buddhasasana, we help out in societies and times that are difficult and trying for people. You know, we share these four requisites. We give out medicine, we give out uh, material things, so that people can benefit from this, and we do this to the utmost of our efforts.
And all of these activities are means for us to cultivate merit. And as we do this, we increasingly see the benefit of looking after our sila. We see that this virtue is a kind of wealth as well. It's a noble wealth, and that it's far from enemies. And so there's this external wealth, and there's internal wealth. But for those who have external wealth, but they don't have wisdom, then they can use this in a way that just brings harm. They're not careful, and uh, so that wealth can just become wasted. And then they don't have the wisdom to find new wealth. So they're just out, they're bankrupt. So that's what it's like for people who don't have wisdom. You see, at the very least, we need to have sila, virtue, as the foundation for our lives. This virtue looking after our actions of body and speech. If we do that, then it's difficult for other people to trick us, to swindle us out of our wealth, because we don't want too much. We don't get involved in unskillful activities like going out on the town at night or drinking alcohol or gambling. Because if we go and we do these things, we get involved in these kinds of activities, then it's very easy for us to get tricked. So when we keep the sealer well, um, then it's easier for us to maintain our wealth. And then we carry on practicing and we gain this inner wealth, this noble wealth as well. So there's both external and internal wealth. So this inner wealth, this noble wealth, we know that there are many kinds of that. Usually we just talk about generosity and sila. But we also need wisdom to kind of rightly engage in generosity and sila as well. As we go about doing these things, then the amount of impatience and unsettledness in our hearts should decrease, and the amount of wisdom that we have steadily increases. So we have this interest in coming to train our minds. And this training of the heart brings us great value. It has a lot of benefit to it. Whether we experience happiness or suffering in the world, we know that that's not really the meaning of our lives. And what the highest meaning is, is that of developing the heart, of cultivating it, So it's no longer struggling, it's no longer unsettled, which means we bring the heart to a state of purity. But it's natural that when we're not yet there, when we're just kind of ordinary humans, that there will be this struggling, there will be this impatience, this lack of settledness, that we want to get many things. And in trying to get those things, there's impatience. And then when we get them, there's even more impatience. And it just goes on without end. And we don't know when it's going to stop, when we're going to be done with it. Like how when we get money, people just want more and more money. If they get what they want, then they want even more of that. And for many people, if they were able to own the entire world, then they would go for that, they would want that. But they forget that this life, it's not able to last for very long. 
old age sickness and death that comes to us in no long time. And so even if we did try to get all these things, then old age sickness and death would come for us first. And so we should try to look and investigate and see what the truth is in these bodies, for example. Ask, do these bodies really last forever? And contemplate them to see how they're not me, they're not mine. To see how they're anatta, they're not self. And so this is how the path of Buddhism, it leads us to be free from this unsettledness, this impatience, to experience peace in the hearts. And so we should study and practice in this way and do it every single day. Like how we come to meditate and cultivate samadhi, and so that wisdom arises. And uh, so we practice like this. We try to maintain our mindfulness in this way. And seeing that if we don't have samadhi, then wisdom just can't arise. So this firm settledness of the heart, it brings us great benefits. So may all of you train and put your efforts in this way and do this every single day.